And welcome into Bears All Access here from PNC Studios at Hallisaw. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. And pleased to be joined by Bears wide receiver Alan Robinson. Alan, how you doing, my I'm man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good to have you along with that's right. Give him a round of applause. You know, the guy's been working hard, working hard, trying to work through a, a groin injury. And uh, by the way, Paul Zerangs, our engineer, and Dan Brilli, our producer here at Bears All Access. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. So it'll be an interesting week for you, getting back in the in the swing of things and trying to get on the field for Sunday against Detroit. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I'm I'm really glad to be back out there, you know, feeling great, you know. So, I mean, it's not a better time, you know, that I could have came back. You know, I like to take a little chance on Bears All Access to get to know your background a little <clears> bit. <throat> Because all you know, we don't get a, very much of a chance to talk to you. And when I was reading about you, um, you're from Michigan. Michigan or Michigan State, they don't recruit you. You end up going to Penn State, and then the other choices were Buffalo and Toledo. You're a 6'3 <laughs> receiver. Look where you're at. What happened there, or why did why was that? Um, why did that happen? Um, you know, it's pretty funny because um, actually, uh, Michigan State they wanted me to play defense. They wanted me to play cornerback. Really? Um, <clears throat> as did a few other schools, you know. But I wasn't really too comfortable at that time, you know, playing playing the uh, defensive back position, you know, and I wanted to play receiver, you know, and I kind of had made that uh, pretty known as as a lot of college coaches and stuff were coming to my high school. So I feel like that may have been a little bit of the reason why. When you went to the combine and you had your <coughs> pro day, why didn't you bench press? Um, actually, I had um, I had a shoulder issue. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, coming out of college, I believe it was against uh, Minnesota, I had got um I got tackled and I landed on my shoulder wrong and it wasn't any structural damage it was more so um it was more so like a nerve damage type thing you know so um throughout the process of training for the combine and everything like that it just was really about just just uh, kind of rehabbing the arm you know so I, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to did everything bench. else yeah. everything yeah. else that they asked of you you did and I yeah. would just find a kind of you know but but that happens a lot of yeah, times, guys, yeah. you know, or an agent will say to somebody, hey, listen, maybe you shouldn't bench press, wait to your pro day, or don't do it at all, you know, that that's some, something of what of a common thing. But I'm, I'm curious what Tom brought up about uh, that recruitment process. What was with the cornerback idea? <laughs> Did you, I mean, weren't you a prolific uh, offensive player in high school? I was, I was, but I played both sides of the ball. And um, actually my, uh, my high school receiver and cornerback coach, I mean, he's a big, He's a big corner as well, and he went to Duke and played corner. You know, so he would always talk to a lot of schools, and, and I think for him he thought that I could play corner as well. You know, but, but just my preference, I want to play receiver. But, you know, everybody in the NFL is great on both sides of the ball. Yeah. When we were talking to Prince of Mucamara last night, when he went to his college recruiting trip to Nebraska, he <laughs> thought he was going as a running back. And they kind of sold him the story that he was. And then when he showed up to Nebraska, they put him in the room. They with the literally threw backs. him in the defensive. Funny background. thing is, I remember receiving a phone call from Coach Ron Vanderlinde at the time at Penn State. This was probably a week before I had officially enrolled in Penn State, and he asked me how did I feel about playing defense. And for me, it was um, I told him how I felt. You know, that wasn't the reason why I was going to Penn State was because I wanted to play receiver. You know, so um, it's it's kind of funny how the whole recruiting process goes sometimes. Right. You, you, so you go through the recruiting process, and then you go into Penn State. You you had the uh, um, what you went through your freshman year, and then all of a sudden you go into your sophomore year, and then there's some guys dismissed. There's some guys that leave the program, and all of a sudden you're kind of catapulted in a position of you can't just be good. you got to be, you know, a big-time player for Penn State at that point. Then you were able to capitalize on it. Definitely. That, that had to be a heck of an opportunity for you. Yeah, it was. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was once Coach Bill O'Brien got there, you know, um, 
starting that spring, going into my uh, going into my sophomore year, I started out really at the bottom of the depth chart. You know, I'm, I didn't have much film. You know, some of the older guys and stuff like that. But as we approached the spring game and after the spring game, I was named as 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 um as a, one of the starters. You know, and and it's funny because Coach O'Brien, he's a guy. Um, for me, he named me as a starter with like an asterisk, you know, just to, just to make sure I didn't get too comfortable at the time, you know. So um, <clears throat> with him being a coach that he is, you know, he took us through a really tremendous uh, winter conditioning and really spring football, you know. And, and for me, you know, I was just able to thrive through that, you know. Um, <clears throat> again, it was one of the tougher things that I've done, you know, throughout the course of football, you know. So, again, I mean, just, just me really being able to, to build the trust of the coaches and stuff like that off of really not having too much game film, you know, by, by being very limited as a freshman. This is Bears All Access. We're joined by Alan Robinson II, along with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for joining us. We'll be with you to the top of the hour. Uh, Alan, that was a blessing to, to play for, for Bill O'Brien, I would imagine, because obviously he's an NFL head coach, so you played in an NFL system uh, in your college career that it made an easier transition for you with Jacksonville and ultimately where you are today. Definitely. You know, for me, um, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to be able to be thrown into a lot of different positions, you know, playing, playing outside, playing inside, you know, playing – um, playing a lot of different positions and being able to run a lot of different routes. You know, um, going into my junior year, that was something that he had challenged me, you know, right after my sophomore season was, you know, how really the type of player that I said I wanted to be, you know, he challenged me to be that player. You know, he would send me film. Um, we would do a lot of different things as far as just for me to try to elevate my game. You know, he knew that my end goal was that I wanted to play in the NFL. You know, so for him, each and every day, he made sure that he challenged me, you know, and really – and truthfully held me accountable to that. So with that, the, the <clears throat> understanding of concepts for receivers, and, and Mitch Trubisky talked about this yesterday about Allen and, and what their relationship is like and how it's been developing since the offseason and training camp as he worked back from his ACL. But do, do you understand better the nuances of the position from route running and understanding of the other positions and what they're trying to do coverage-wise to you and your relationship with the quarterback maybe better than most because now, you know, a lot of these guys coming out of college, they're in spread systems. They yeah. run, run one route or yeah. they're just reading off one thing. You had to do it all. Yeah, definitely. And, um, again, even even when I first got into the NFL, <clears throat> you know, I had a receiver coach who challenged me a lot as a player, you know. So even like now, seeing seeing some of the front side of a concept, you know, depending on what that concept is, you know, typically I, I have a good idea of – of what will be the backside route, you know, especially in, in certain offense where you have certain things coming to the quarterback's vision. You know, it's, it's for me, I've been able to really digest a lot of the offenses now to whereas it's more so just learning the terminology of everything rather than learning the schematics. Like you capitalize on the opportunity your sophomore year in college. It seemed like you capitalize on that same opportunity your rookie year in the NFL. Did Penn State prepare you to be, a, to be ready as a rookie to go out there and contribute? You know, some guys, like Tony Medlin always says, you have one year in the NFL to be young. After that, you have to be experienced. It seemed like you came in experienced and, and took control of your opportunity. Definitely. Um, I was really thrown into um, a blessing of a situation, you know, being able to, being able to be thrown into a, a team that, that really drafted a lot of the young players to come in and, and really play right then, right. you know. So our core of our offensive group at the time was all rookies. You know, so we all were able to grow together. I was able to get on the field early, you know, being able to to get those opportunities. You know, um, I think a big part of being a rookie is is this a lot of trial and error. You know, seeing seeing certain things that you do well, seeing certain things that you don't do so well, continuing to just polish what you do really well and trying to figure out how to 
how to improve the things that you don't do well, you know. So, so for me, I was able to get a lot of reps at doing that, and I think that's what really helped me out. So that was Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee yep. also, yep. Right? and they're still players in this league. Um, did that does that help you today dealing with that as rookies and all you guys learning at the same time to help somebody <clears throat> like Anthony Miller right now? Definitely, definitely. You know, um, I've I've been in I've been in a situation you know like him. You know, I think it's best to be thrown into the fire, you know, so to speak. You know, being able to have to go out there. And, and really learn how to swim, you know. And I think because you really learn a lot faster like that, you know. It's not like you don't have – you're not being baby, you know, uh, you know, babysat with certain things. You know, you're, you're, you're really called on to go out there, win your routes, make plays, you know, and that's what you're asked of, you know. And, and at this level, you know, the type of guys that really make it to this level, you know, you really thrive off the competitive nature and the challenge, you know, whether that's from coaches, whether that's from an opponent, you know, that's where you thrive at and that's where you typically uh, see your best. That's Anthony to a T. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that guy wanting to compete, right? What have you Definitely. learned about him? Definitely. You know, that's the biggest thing, you know, seeing, seeing his competitive nature, you know, um, um, the confidence that he has in himself. You know, even sometime in training camp, you know, if he, if he may run a wrong route or something like that, it was always at a very good tempo. You know, always, always playing full speed, you know, never taking plays off and things like that. You know, and when you have young guys like that that you bring around you, even as a, even as a five-year guy, you know, that's something that really inspires you each and every day, you know, because you see the motor of other guys. You know, you want to be a part of that energy. You know what helped you guys, too, is you guys were out there practice every day at training camp playing against an experienced defense. And I think when you're trying to learn an offense, it's more challenging to you, but ultimately all you guys are going to get better because of the guys you're facing every day in practice. Definitely, definitely. You know, and I think, I think that's something that stands true, you know, to, to all good teams. You know, um, it's, it's really, you know, um, really comes down to sharpening iron with iron, you know. So going up against those guys each and every day, you know, Prince and Kyle, you know, seeing the different looks and going against press coverage, you know, you got two great safeties in the back end, you know. So each and every day we were challenged. Alan Robinson, the second Bears wide receiver, our guest here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. The Bears heading into a stretch of three games against division opponents. We'll tackle that t subject with Alan and much more here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. We're here at PNC Studio at Hallis Hall with a group of season ticket holders. Thrilled that they're here. I mean, how many of you guys, honestly, I know we got some folks that never miss a game home or away but how many of you guys have traveled this year to any of the Bears road games? So we got a fair amount, nice percentage. Yeah, Tom has, Alan has. I'm a season ticket holder. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, the 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 travel it always blows my mind. I don't know how, I don't know how in Buffalo they got the lower bowl like they did. The, the lower bowl of the stadium, right near the Bears bench, you could see the uniform difference, you know, the jersey difference, the navy blue and orange. And uh, what, a, what a loud crowd that was. Arizona was like that. Miami was like that. I mean, as a player, that doesn't get old. You no, know, that, never, that, never. that is an impactful Definitely. thing. Definitely. You know, like you said, you know, especially like the Miami and, and the, uh, and the uh, Arizona game. You know, I mean, when you feel a crowd like that, you know, in, the, in those type of environments, man, it's so fun to play in front of. But the white, the white out that they have at Penn State. When I, was, when I went to college, I played at Notre Dame. I had the chance to play at Penn State a couple times. It's an impressive stadium, a, an incredible place to go. 
there, there had to be a lot of a, even on when I saw it this year on TV, the whiteout at Penn State, that's got to be inspirational and college level, but then you think the same thing that these guys commit to, to you as a pro. Definitely, definitely. You know, and like you said, you know, um, uh, the White House and Happy Valley are, are really something special. You know, um, I mean, it's, it's I, I've, I've had some pretty crazy games and stuff like that in front of that, you know. But, again, um, being in the NFL, you know, this is this is the best crowd that I've played in front of, you know, um, um, being at home, you know. So, I mean, coming out there uh, to Soldier Field each and every week, you know, it's fun to play in front of. You know, when you were in Jacksonville and you were going through your contract situation, there was transition tag was mentioned with your name. So, given to what happened, you, you were – you're here with the Bears, and then you see what the transition tag and Le'Veon Bell is going through. Did it all work out for you according to the plan that you had hoped for? When Definitely. You were, because it it's, there's, there's so many business aspects of the decisions you have to make that a lot of time we're not privileged to, but it all worked out the way you wanted it? Definitely. You know, um, for me, um, throughout the course of the season, you know, just kind of talking to my agent and things like that, you know, as a player you start to kind of scope out, you know, some – some some of the possible uh, scenarios, you know, and um, especially once I saw Coach Coach Nagy get the job here, you know, um, Chicago flew to number one on my radar. You know, that was that was a big thing for me. You know, I had I had got a chance to really watch a a pretty good amount of film on on the Kansas City offense and what they had done, you know, and and really how their players are moved around and stuff like that, you know. So as a receiver, I mean, for I mean for me it was. It, Truly a no-brainer. You know, I, I've not heard many players actually do the homework beforehand. They have their agent try and set the price, and maybe the guy wants to pick two or three places he wants to go, but it sounds to me like you did the homework on coach first before committing, and they obviously had to have interest as well. Uh, I, I would find that quite rare. Why did you do that? For me, I knew that this would be a big, a big point in my career. You know, um, the next um, – these next few years, you know, as far as as far as what I want to establish, you know, again, as as myself, as a player, you know, so I think that was the most important thing, you know, is 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 to really get with a coach who was a was something like an offensive guru, you know, who knew who knew how to make things easy for the players, put the players in right positions and everything like that, you know. So I think for any guy, you know, for I mean, for me, you know, my goal is to play at least 12 seasons. You know, that's my goal. So for me, I knew that this part right here will be a big, big part of my career, you know. So for me, I, I, I really want to take the time, especially having a little bit of extra time, you know, being injured. I wanted to do all, all the uh, due diligence that I could do. Why is that the magic number? Um, I felt like for me, just kind of setting that as a, as a goal for myself, you know, um, I feel like in 12 seasons um, I'll be able to, to really accomplish everything that I would want to accomplish out of the game, you know. And as far as, you know, just, just me playing a minimum of 12, you know. So I thought, you know, 12 years would be a good number just as far as to me, you know, to, to really hold me accountable um, as, as to a goal. You know, I'm a, I'm a very goal-setting person, you know. So I feel like 12 seasons uh, are really allow me a chance, you know, to, to compete for Super Bowls, you know, to be able to do things with my family, you know, to play in, to play in an organization like this. You know, I knew that 12 seasons would be able to – to really, uh, to really exhaust everything out of NFL that I would need. You know what's cool about playing for Matt Nagy? It's never a one-man show. Everybody's going to get their opportunities, and I think the Bears have plenty of playmakers. But I'm reading an article today on my phone that said the Bears lack game-breakers. And I, 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 I don't agree with that because I think <laughs> there's a lot of you guys that have the ability to be game-breakers. Game 
but I like Matt's use of all the playmakers. And that had to be interesting that when you came to Chicago, then you saw all the other pieces that they were putting in here and how all you guys were going to be able to run this scheme together and how effective it would be. Definitely, you know, and that's something that you really see and feel through training camp. You know, I mean, we have a lot of guys who can go out there and make plays. You know, so, I mean, for us, we don't really focus too much on the too much on the outside noise. You know, we understand that the media has to be the media and has to write about something. You know, so for us, you know, we understand the players that we have. You know, we've had players, a lot of players, you know, score touchdowns and, 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 and really thrive in their opportunities and stuff like that. You know, so, you know, each, each and every week, we just try to go out there and just compete and be our best. Last week on the official <coughs> stats at the end of the game, I think it might have been one of the first time I've seen it that – Every single player active was used. You know how every time you look at there, mm -hmm. there's always a couple backup quarterback or a backup tight end or whatever that doesn't get a chance to play. Every guy used in the game last week, and it's kind of neat because every, everybody has their hand in a victory and there's more support in the locker room when definitely, it's done. Definitely, and that's something that Coach Nack, you know, preaches, um, especially in the offensive room, is, you know, everybody has to learn everything, you know, um, each and every week, you know, because you don't know how, you know, really how the cookie may crumble. You know, uh, going back to what Tom said about uh, alleged lack of game breakers. Uh, this offense is designed to stretch the field vertically and horizontally. And now you got a three-dimensional component when you add in a guy like Adam Shaheen getting back healthy because he's six foot seven, 270 pounds, and he can run and he can catch. He can, you know, threaten the seam and he can be a red zone target. But with Cohen and Burton and Gabriel. A lot of yard after the catch. Those are three guys with already a lot of yards after the catch in this offense. You know every position. You're a deep threat. You got the tight end position, I said, with Shaheen. You got Jordan Howard. You got many different types of weapons. Isn't that more beneficial to create matchups and also to force a defense to, you know, you got to pick your poison a little Most bit. Most definitely. Stop. Most definitely. You know, even even throwing there Anthony Miller, you know. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, we got – we have we – have really Sorry, a, Anthony. A great no, I didn't mean to forget Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great group of guys, you know, and that's the thing. You know, for us, each and every week, you know, we go against teams and, and it's just pick your poison. You know, I mean, whatever you do, you know, we have a counter for it, you know, and we have and we have more where that came from, you know, and I think that's what makes this thing so fun is, again, you see so many different guys making plays and it's, and it's so hard to account for as many players as we have. That's Alan Robinson the second. He's our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff and Tom with you as well. We'll be with you to the top of the hour at PNC Studios at Hallisaw in front of a live studio audience of Bears season ticket holders. No doubt jacked up by the fact the Bears have hit the bye week at, five, or at the halfway point at 5-3. and three. The second half of the season gets underway, and we hope to see Allen on the field on Sunday, Khalil Mack on the field on Sunday, Adam Shaheen, Bilal Nichols, Ben Broniker, all this week uh, cleared to practice and ready to go at the right time because three games in 12 days, and I know we're going to focus on just one, but the fact of the matter is, as Prince of Mukamara brought up uh, yesterday, it's hard not to think about playing the Lions twice in three weeks because that's a rare occurrence. But do you guys feel like it's almost a, a new season starting a little bit? You got the first half out of the way, some of the kinks out. Everybody's getting healthy, and now you go into the, the good stuff, the division. Definitely, definitely. You know, and I think that's what's so fun about this league. You know, um, you work so hard in, in, the, in the months of May, April, and August, you know, to put yourself at a position to be really contending for 
you know what I'm saying, for the division in November. You know, that's what you play for. You play to be in the mix in November and December, you know, so you start the new year hopefully as a playoff team. You know, that's what you play for. You know, like Coach Nagy always says, it's a lot of teams right now who are really getting ready for next year, and it's a lot of teams who, who are doing a lot of things. You know, fortunately, we're the team, you know, that's at the top of the division, you know, and really getting into the meat of our schedule, you know, and it's exciting. You know, again, like I said before, that's what you play for. And you've earned it because you missed – the good stuff last year in Jacksonville. Definitely, I definitely. Mean, what, you know, I don't even know how you handled that, honestly. It was you tough. It. it was tough. You know, again, um, I mean, seeing for me being in Jacksonville, you know, seeing the seeing the years that we had, my first three years, you know, to to really creating a culture and really working so hard to get to that standpoint, you know, to to be in sideline in in the biggest game that I've ever been a part of, you know, as far as the AFC championship, you know, so that was tough, you know, but, but again, I'm glad to be able to have this opportunity right now to really be in the mix, you know, at the top of the division, you know, and really us, um, really us having the whole, whole plan to, you know, to what we want, you know, as far as, as far as winning the division, you know, we hold our own destiny in our hands, you know, and that's what you want in November. Being from Michigan, did you have an attachment to the Detroit Lions when you were growing up? I mean, are you familiar with the thing? And I'm not looking ahead because I've had the experience of playing in the Thanksgiving Day game, and it's kind of unique because there's not a lot of teams playing. It's a Thursday game. Um, were you a Detroit Lion fan growing up? I mean, are you a Calvin Johnson guy almost? You, Actually, you it's funny. Growing up, I was a uh, Randy Moss fan. I was a big Randy Moss fan, so I really wasn't. Uh, I really wasn't too much of a Detroit the Vikings. Lions fan. Randy Moss. The Vikings. Wow. Randy Moss. So, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, I was. I was a huge Randy Moss fan. You know, typically my, um, typically one of my birthday gifts each and every year was to be able to go see the Vikings when they played at Detroit. You because know? of so, his skills, is that why? I mean, was it uh, that it's that obvious that his skills were so superior? That definitely, definitely. You know, growing up playing football, you know, watching this guy, you know. Um, and some of the plays he made, I believe it was one game. I think he had like three catches for like 167 yards and three touchdowns or something crazy, you know. So um, he always had a always put on a great show. Well, you know, he has this uh, little little bit on TV now. You got mossed. What would it be for Allen Robinson? You know, when you burn somebody. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely want to get robbed. on that. <laughs> you you got robbed. Him. That's how. <laughs> you got a robbed. I like that. Right. I like that. That's Allen Robinson like the that. second here on Bears All Access. We're going to step away. Back with more on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Alan Robinson, the second, the Bears receiver, back and ready to go, hopefully this week. After that groin injury, uh, those soft tissue injuries are a pain, aren't they? They are. They are. You know, um, just something you got to get through. You know, fortunately now I'm, I'm back 100%, you know, so feeling good. Yeah, you probably could have played, probably, but Matt Nagy has emphasized over and over again he's going to take the cautious approach. Do you appreciate that as a player, even though – Everybody wants to play. I can't even imagine what Khalil Mack wanted to do uh, about not being able to play because of his ankle. But sometimes it's a smart move. Definitely, definitely. It's smart. You know, um, um, definitely frustrating for me, you know, um, wanting to be out there, you know. And, and for me, um, the number one goal that I had set this year was I wanted to play in all 16 games. You know, that was a goal that I had set for myself, you know. So it was frustrating, you know, not uh, being able to not accomplish that. But, you know, the best is yet to come for you. Do you like your animated character that they have for all the I do. I do, actually. I like it do a lot. Do you think that you're, you're physical enough, your arms are? I do. I do. Know? I actually like it a lot. I, I, I do remember the first time seeing it, you know, and I thought that I really like it a lot. Yeah, it's a great idea. You know what? Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is Jeff and I have had the opportunity since he's been here to get to, uh, to know Adrian Amos a little bit. Um, I know you guys are good friends from college. He's told us that before. Are you surprised how good he is as a pro? Are you surprised what he's developed into 
And are you impressed with the way that he's come along in these last couple of years? Definitely. I'm not surprised at all. You know, one thing is funny. Um, actually, once I left Penn State, I kept telling him to play cornerback, to play cornerback. Mm -hmm. he, was a, he was a very good cornerback in college, you know, and it's, and it's funny because we would always go back and forth. I know he wanted to play safety, and I would always tell him just continue to play corner, continue to play corner. So as far as um, I'm, not, I'm not at all surprised at, at the player that he has developed into. You know, I mean, he has tremendous cover skills for a safety. You know, um, um, him, and, him and Eddie Jackson, you know, they both do. You know, so I mean, I think that's something that really is is rare in this league. You know, being able to have two safeties who can cover, you know, light corners. You know, so um, for him, you know, it's not it's not surprising at all. Well, you better be able to in this league now. The highest scoring total in NFL history at this point, anyway, and the most touchdown passes in the league. So you got to have. I mean, look at Bryce Callahan. He's basically playing the entire game in Vic Fangio's nickel package defensively. You so, gotta be able to tackle here too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely. a requirement from corner to safety. Yep, yep, definitely. You know, um, I think I think that's what the league has come to. You know, it put a lot of stress on the back end. But you know, Adrian when he got here and they didn't have the support of the pass rush they do now and they, you know, kinda took a little bit of pressure that was kind of unfair to him. So for us, I, I, I'm not speaking for Jeff, but I know I'm really impressed with the way he's come along because he's a true pro. And I don't think if you dedicate yourself at this level, whether you're good or not, you may not, you know, it may not work out for you, but uh, the effort that he's put into it's kind of cool. Definitely, like you said, you know, that's something, especially on defense. You know, I mean, really on both sides of the ball, you know, everything from, from up front, you know, has to, has to coincide with, you know, what you want to do as far as an offense or defense. You know, you need to line the block. You know, you got to have a receiver run the route. You need to pass rush. You need to cover. You know, so in this league, that's kind of how it works sometimes. And you guys were roomies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we you were, and Adrian we were roomies. Uh, has he at all changed? He has <laughs> literally not changed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not changed a bit, you know. Um, it's funny. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't uh, lived with him in five years, but I could, I could, I could only imagine. He literally has not changed one bit. Uh, he's a humble guy. He is. He's he is. soft spoken, but uh, you know, he when he has something to say, it's pretty. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep thought. He, it is. He, he, right. I mean, he 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 tells it like it is a little bit. He does. He does. He and, definitely does. And he's the Incredible Hulk, right? That's what they call him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been. Thick. He's been living with that, you know, since since probably our freshman year in college that I can think of. So you guys had quite the recruiting class, that's yeah, for sure. We did. Over there at Penn State. Allen Robinson, the second, our guest here on Bears All Access. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. So now that you've had time to uh, marinate a little bit with this new team that you're on, uh, and you know what a playoff team looks like, obviously, from being in Jacksonville. You know what it takes for a team to get over the hump and get to some place that everybody wants to go. Do you see the makings of that? right now swirling in this locker room. Definitely. You know, I would say the first time that I saw it and knew the kind of team that we would have was after we beat Arizona. You know, um, it's hard enough in this league trying to come back from down 14 on the road. You know, so having a young team like this, you know, a team who really had only played a couple games, you know, um, that game could have went a lot of different ways, you know. But seeing how the sideline responded, seeing the energy that we maintained throughout the course of the game, you know, I knew the kind of team that we would have had. You know, it's a lot of teams, you know, when they get down 10 points or 13 points, it could be in the first quarter or whatever, you know, they lay down. You know, so we were down uh, 14 points, I believe, um, came out our first drive uh, of the second half, we punted. You know, so even then, you know, a lot of teams would have just packed it up, you know, and started pointing fingers, start blaming different people. You know, as a team, we, we really hung together, you know, hung strong and, and battled back and won that game. You know, and, I, and that's really, you know, every time I would go home, you know, I would talk to my 
to my family. Everybody, I would say, you know, that that right there was a special and big win for us throughout the course of the season. You know, when you win a game like that early, you know, you're able to play week to week and, and really keep that in the memory bank as far as not getting down, you know, knowing how the game can play. Same thing with, like, the Dolphins game. We didn't come out on top, but as a as an offense, you know, we really picked it up in the second half, you know, and we know that we can do that. Huh, a comeback in Arizona. Huh. Didn't that happen in 2006, right? Bears fans? I can't remember yesterday. So Super Bowl year. You know what was interesting for Buffalo game was, and it's got to be exciting for you, is the first play to start the second half. They come out here and he unleashes middle of the field, a bomb, and then it ends up interference and stuff. But it's nice to see that Matt is always on the edge of attack. Definitely. And you know, that's something that he preached. You know, he wants to stay aggressive. You know, and I think for us, you know, as, as players in the offense, you know, that's what you want. You know, you never want to play against the clock. You know, I've said, I've said a few times, you know, to – to really accomplish what we want to accomplish in this league, you got to beat the team. You know, you can never beat the clock. You know, beating the clock is so tough. You know, um, again, especially playing against against good quarterbacks and good teams, you know, you the only way to beat that team is to go through that team. You know, Bears fans are really smart fans, and they study their opponent. They really get to know the guys within the division really well. Are you a type of guy that studies the defensive backfields of the teams in the Bears division, or – is it just week to week you only, you only study what you have in front of you or are you familiar with the talent within this division cuz now you're playing a yeah, lot of Yeah, definitely. Teams. Um I would say I would say for me typically how it goes is um I kind of focus on the big picture of that a little bit more in the in the uh in the off season months, you know, when you have more time and stuff like that, you know, but during the season, you know, I, I really keep it uh keep it uh focused on week to week, you know, um go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I just took a deep breath. <laughs> no, go ahead. I yeah, didn't yeah, interrupt yeah, you. so uh, so I keep it week to week. You know, we play against a lot of good defense and, and a lot of good cornerbacks in this league. You know, and every game matter. You know, so I know, I know now, especially you know, getting into the division, we do have have the lump sum of of uh, division games coming up. You know, but each and every week, you know, like uh, like Coach Matt has said before, you know, we've we've really put ourselves in this position. You know, to be to be five and three and to and to give ourselves these these next two quarters of the season. You know, to really accomplish what we want to accomplish. So if you play against a team, they have a number one corner. Would you rather go against the number one corner all all game, or would you like to be alternated between the different corners depending upon what side of the field or where you line up on the field? <laughs> I mean, are you are you, do you become more familiar with the defense? You do. Back if you, you do. One guy. Definitely, 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 definitely. Um, I just it's funny because I didn't I didn't want to tip my hand too much. As far as as far as my preference, you know, you don't but, have to. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's like being an offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, it's like against... it's like a boxing match. You know, um, in boxing, you know, boxers go up against their the one opponent. You know, for the whole match. You know, so you're able to to kind of crack a code, if you will, or or you know, just kind of develop your strategy based on you know how the game is going and stuff like that. So yeah, I think set you them do, up a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, do you sometimes because you know you're you're a very uh, level-headed guy. Uh, well, I can tell anyway. Uh, but you got receivers and corners in this league, not naming names. They really get into it a little bit in the weeks in advance of the matchup. So either they're trying to get in each other's head or one-up them in the in the public relations game or whatever it is. Um, I don't picture you ever doing that, but are there corners out there or guys that have kind of baited you over the course of a couple of weeks before the matchup or during the week of the matchup, uh, no, hoping no. to get your goat um, on game day? Uh, maybe or have, or maybe during the game. That? Maybe yeah. during the game. Um, you know, but but me personally, I've never done that. You know, um, I think again in this in this league, you know, I'm typically so focused and locked in. You know, to the to the week to week plan. You know, as far as as far as certain things. You know, and again, I'm not a person who really um, really circles too many teams or 
or uh, or a defensive backs or opponents on the schedule. You know, I take I take every um, each and every week for what it is. You, you know? said not too many, so there is a couple. You know, it's a couple. It's always a couple. <laughs> you know, it's always a couple. So anybody you want to get back, get uh, back at again. You don't have not to name names. For names. <laughs> not asking for names. There's got to be a guy or two you'd like to get back at. A definitely, bit. <laughs> definitely. All right, definitely. that's Alan Roberts in the second. We'll continue on here from Hallis Hall at PNC Studios. Here, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. Or watch anytime at ChicagoBears.com or on the Bears official app. Allen Robinson, the second Bears receiver. Oh, here. Hey. oh, oh, oh hold on. I got to finish. Jeff Joniak in top yes. there with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 they your score. Voice. And they're brought to you by IGS Energy. Okay, you got to pay the bills, Tom. Yes, I'm sorry. You're very expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Double A, Anthony Adams. Did you know him from Penn State? And have you seen anything of him on just the different funny things he does? I did not know him from Penn State, but how could you miss the, <laughs> the antics that he has? Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, Anthony Adams was a, a really good football player, and he comes from Penn State, but now he's a, developed a persona on the comedic then that's I, – I more oh, he's many huge. Pe- more people know him for that yeah. nowadays than – you know, for his football accomplishments. Definitely, were, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I, I know for him, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know, but <laughs> but um, it's definitely, um, I would say, you know, that's a great thing, you know, being able to transition, you know, out of the game and do different things, you know, and really set your mark on certain things like that is is a great accomplishment. He's developed a brand. He's developed Spice Adams and all that comes with it. And like you said, I think you're intrigued by that yourself. Definitely. Uh, you, you almost, and he had done stuff, folks, in Jacksonville, about his recovery from the ACL, and it was almost like your own media company. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's funny because actually, me, um, actually, me and one of my buddies um, did like the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and this person had some background in it, or did yeah, you yeah, guys actually, just wing yeah. it? And, yeah, and no. Um, uh, we both went to Penn State. Um, we both were in uh, communication. So, I mean, he knows a lot about uh, a lot about the behind the camera stuff. Well, it's a great pairing because it's a great story. These mini documentaries, they're very popular right now. Uh, we all have short attention spans apparently in our society, so these five to ten minute vignettes about somebody's journey that, and not unlike Tom Brady's um, deal that he did, it was fascinating, and it was fascinating to hear you in first person explain your journey and what you all went through because I don't think the average person, I mean, there's a lot of high school football players out there, college football players who never made it to the NFL. Obviously, in whatever sport you played, you've suffered an injury of significance. A torn ACLs are very common, unfortunately. But for, for a professional football player in the top 1% of all human beings who can actually get a job and play it at a high level like yourself, that is a significant hurdle to overcome, and that is a very lonely journey. What Was it for you, or did you try and make it, uh, because it happened on a third play of a fir- of your season, <laughs> you lost the whole doggone thing. What, what was that journey? How did you choose to to frame it for yourself? Um, for me, once I had gotten back into the locker room uh, after I got injured, um, I told myself, you know, it's it's a couple of different ways that this thing could go. You know, um, I can either feel sorry for myself, or I can bounce back. You know, and and really set myself up to be the player that I've always been. You know, I knew that I knew that nobody would feel sorry for me, and I knew that me feeling sorry for me wouldn't do anything. You know, so at that at that standpoint in time, you know, it was always always glass glass half full. You know, and for me, I think that was a big thing that. 
that changed a lot just as far as my mental and how I approached a lot of different things. You know, each and every day, if you ask anybody in Jacksonville or even here, you know, who's who has really had any type of uh, any type of part in in my progress and my recovery, you know, they'll tell you each and every day for me, you know, I, I came in here and, you know, each and every day was like, was like nothing ever happened, you know, and it's funny because even, even the trainer, Andre Tucker, he would always tell me, you know, like, like sometimes I know you may have those days, you know, where you're not feeling the best or, or something like that, you know, so just let me know, you know, but even he'll tell you, you know, it's not, I don't think a day at all that I ever came in here and said that, you know, and, and again, I knew I knew the type of player that I wanted to to get back, you know, and not just to get back to the player that I that I was then, but continue to improve from that, you know. And I knew again at at uh, the moment if I dropped my head, you know, I knew the different ways that that could go. You know, it, it's there's never a good time to get hurt. We've all I've had surgeries too, but you, given the fact that when it happened, it's probably better for you in in your career instead of happening with 17 seconds left in the season, or you yeah. know, because. You worked to that hard, and then you had that whole process of being able to get yourself healthy again. And now, if if anybody didn't know it, no one would ever know that about and you. And now, you're, you know, they often say, "Okay, it's it's you can get back." Obviously, you did, but it's now a year and a half. Yeah, that's kind of the slot number for yep. getting back from yeah, ACL. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, um, and each and every week, you know, throughout my lifting stuff and stuff like that, you know, I continue to do different different plyos and stuff like that, you know, to, to really continue to help my explosiveness and everything like that that I've, that I've always brought to the table. I, I think Adrian Peterson was able to um, kind of allow people to believe in themselves. If they did go out and they work hard and they did the right rehab, that they could get back to 100% less than a year just like he did. And you Definitely. Know. You know, um, I, would say, I would say it's a it's a pretty big group of guys, you know, that I can think of off the top of my head, just that I will always, you know, kind of just – Think back about you know going through my recovery. You know your uh, Adrian Petersons, your uh, your uh, Jordy Nelsons, your Keenan Allens. You know seeing how these guys came back from their injuries and stuff like that. You know I knew again I knew if I just put my head down and worked to get back on that field, you know that everything would play out how how essentially how I wanted it to. So Matt Nagy, you investigated him. Obviously now you've gotten to know him, and and the, and the players like to call him Swaggy Nagy. <laughs> I think Josh Bellamy came up with that because he he does carry himself in that manner. I, we can see it. Uh, we saw it in the mic'd up segment that the Bears put together uh, from the game against the Jets, I believe, and just his fire, his intensity, uh, what he does in the post game, his idea of celebrating wins. Uh, I I think it's starting to resonate with this young slash pseudo veteran team. Um, What's he like behind closed doors when he's just talking to Allen Robinson? Same, you know, exactly like you said, you know, very, very, very energetic, very optimistic. You know, I've never – it's not too many times that you see him upset. You know, I mean, the only thing that can really get him upset is is uh, mental errors. <laughs> so, uh, besides that, it's not too many things that can really get him upset. You know, he's always, he's always positive, always encouraging, you know, and I think – for any player, you know, not just young players, but vets, and you know, you need that from a coach, you know, because again, I mean, from a guy who who really played the game and a guy who understands players and understands how players tick and stuff like that, you know, he's a great coach. You got the disco ball that hangs in the winning locker room after games. I've never seen it before, but now we see snippets and highlights <laughs> of everybody dancing in the background. You have your breakout dance ready, so when you, you know, are are you are you ready for that moment? I'm not. That... I'm not a big dancer, you know. Um, I think I'll keep it to the same terms of Coach Nagy, you know. Um, I, 
I'll bring out some dance moves, you know, once we go to the playoffs. You know, that's the plan. You can always yeah. go to the robot. It's always good. <laughs> well, you know, like he says, just be you, right? Yeah, if you don't dance, you don't dance. Definitely. You can jump up and down, though, and you can celebrate with your teammates. And the Bears have done it five times so far in 2018. Looking for more starting Sunday against the Lions at Soldier Field. We'll continue with our guest, Alan Robinson II, here from Hallis Hall and PNC Studio after this break on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And thank you to Alan Robinson second for joining us tonight on Bears All Access. Ruth's Chris would like to send this $100 gift card to enjoy at one of their Chicagoland area steakhouses. Tom Thayer is opening up your gift. I mean, he's like sport. He's the kid on Christmas morning, no question, would be opening up everybody's, everybody's gift. Everybody's gift, huh? He, is, <laughs> he is a meddler and a needler, and he's very, very... Um, how should I say, fidgety. <laughs> you know, on the team plane, I can't even sit still. I can't even fall asleep. He'll be poking at me. He doesn't want me to sleep. One time as a kid, I got a box of Slim Jims for Christmas. I woke up and ate every one of them. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> That's Tom there. I'm Jeff Joniak. Our final moments were Alan Robinson II here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Uh, we really appreciate the season ticket holders coming by. So thank you, folks, very much for coming here. Hope you're enjoying the show. All right, I can't help it because the, the locker room, I, I go in the locker room two or three times a week for a few minutes and say hi to the fellas, do some interviews or whatever, and there's constant conversation about the NBA in there. <laughs> I mean, you got Charles Leno Jr. knows his basketball. He does. You got, you got Josh Bellany weighing in on who's the greatest <laughs> of all time. And, and Alan Robinson shows up to our show tonight in a big baller brand sweatshirt. So... <laughs> I could see where he's thinking. He's he loved them Lakers. Actually, you know, it's funny. I just realized probably what five or six years ago that I wasn't actually a Lakers fan. I was a Kobe Bryant fan. You know, and it's funny because you kind of throughout the whole wave of Kobe Bryant. You know, I just assumed that I was a Lakers fan as well until he left, and it was like, gosh, I really don't like the Lakers like that. <laughs> and it's funny because one of my close buddies is a big Lakers fan, and we always bonded over being quote-unquote Lakers fans, you know, until Kobe Bryant left, and it's like, oh, like, I'm not a Lakers fan anymore. So I think that's pretty funny. Now what? Um, now I really just follow a lot of good basketball. You know, um, I, I'm not really too uh, – I do like watching the Celtics. You know, I, I, I really enjoy watching the young team that they have. Um, them, uh, Golden State, I like watching Golden State. Um, it's a lot of good ball going on right now. Did you like the bad boys back in the day? Too young. I am too young. Yeah. I am yeah, too I young. So yeah, I was more, uh, like, what was that? Oh, 2004 Pistons. 2004 okay. Pistons. Ben Wallace, Richard Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Tayshaun That's Prince. A good group right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the group. That was the group that I grew up with. In, you know, when you look at a guy like LeBron James, and, you, you know, the thing that I always uh, I talk about it all the time because I'm so impressed with the obvious effort he has to invest in the offseason to be so great for this many years. And when you talk about playing for 12 years um, – you, you have to have that investment in the offseason. And if you don't, you're not going to play, no matter how badly you want to. And so when I see a guy like LeBron, that's what inspires me is the effort that he must invest in the offseason. Is it the same for you? Or most are you most definitely. More? Yeah, I'm definitely learning more, you know, each and every year, you know, as far as, you know, investing in, like, game readies, Norma Techs, you know, this this up-and-coming up offseason, I'm going I'm to try to invest in a hyperbaric chamber, you know. So just doing a lot of different things. You know, like you said, you know, for me, um, for me wanting to play, you know, at least 12 years, you know, that's – that's a job in itself, you know, each and every day, each and every offseason, you know, taking care of your body, putting the right things into your body, you know, so it's a lot of work. Well, you're in the right place because in this building, I mean, obviously the Peyton Center and, and Tom played with Walter, so knows, 
every detail about how he got ready in off seasons and the and the infamous hill that he ran every every summer getting ready for the season. But Charles Tillman, we we were privileged enough to see Charles here for a long time and how he showed up on the first bus every every game and how he went through these really detailed situations before a game to get himself right, or Matt Forte, who did use the hyperbaric chamber, I believe, too, and what the massages he got after every game, and, and, the, and the, it was painful. It yeah. was painful to get yeah. rid of the pain. Definitely. So you got to be willing to go through the pain to get rid of the pain. Most definitely. You know, like you said, massages, cold tub, um, cupping, hyperbaric, you know, even like cryotherapy, you know, it's a lot of different things that you can use. Do now. you do the cupping thing and explain that? To I do. For those I do. So, yeah. So, so I guess the cupping is, you know, they put these cups on you and they, and they, um, and they uh, compress them, you know, to whereas they're, they're compressing your muscles, you know, cause the best way to get lactic acid and stuff out of your muscles is to compress it, you know, rather that's through a cup, through massage and stuff like that, you know, so at times it is, it is pretty painful. Yeah, so you'll see guys. It's not it, your typical it, massage yeah. where it's it just. It leaves a mark, too. Yeah, so definitely. So you got these big, you know, bruises. round circle bruises on your body. It is amazing what you guys go through when as football all, players. When all that's done, what's your game-ready attitude like? Because you know, it's not massaging, it's not cupping. All that stuff has been done during the week, and now you show up on Sunday morning, Monday night, Sunday night, whenever you're going to play. You know, me, my typical game day is funny because um, – just probably over the last three to four years, you know, I'm not a big, big music guy on game day. You know, I'm typically just focused, locked in. You know, when I'm riding to the stadium, I typically may, um, um, driving-wise, I may I may turn on the radio, you know, and, and uh, whatever is on there, you know, but I'm not too much like loud music and stuff like that. You know, I, I found it best for me, you know, to just to just be, you know, everything calming, you know, just, just uh, visualizing and thinking about, you know, everything that's about to take early, place. Early early bus or late bus? Early bus, first bus. Because when you go to a team, they have six buses for the team. They have them staggered so you can go at different times. First and bus. I Tom would, goes yeah. on a cab at 530 in the morning. but I, ne <laughs> I never took a team bus to a, a, a game. I, I took a cab every time because I kind of got there a little bit earlier because I was so anxious and everything. But and then you, you look at the guys that come on the third bus because they have a whole different – way that they function and get yeah ready yeah for, for me game. I'm the first bus guy you know being able to being able to get to the stadium you know just kind of just kind of sit down you know being able to to do everything that I want to do you know as far as as far as maybe getting cups before the game or 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 uh, different things like that you know so I just like to give myself all the time in the world you know to really prepare myself and and to really just you know just just kind of relax a little bit before the game and just you know um uh, may uh like uh like look at some more plays or just kind of visualize everything well, one thing we can say uh, on behalf of all Bears fans, glad to have you back. And glad to have you in Chicago. I'm glad. Trust me, I'm glad to be here in Chicago. Yeah, this is a good city for you. You're a Midwestern guy, and I uh, hope to see you on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Uh, good luck. And, uh, Thank you. I appreciate you know, it. It should be a heck of a second half of the season. It will for the be. Five Definitely. and three Bears in first place. We'll have the game 9 a.m. pregame noon kickoff over on WBBM on Sunday. That's going to wrap us up here from Hallis Hall, PNC Studios. Bears fans, you turned out again. Way to go. For Alan Robinson II, Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.